Seasons Greetings Podcast family. Got you there. I had to sneak that one in real fast. Seasons Greetings. Seasons Greetings. Seasons Greetings. Anyways, I would like to say a huge happy holidays to everyone. Even if you don't celebrate holidays, happy late December, early January. Um, Guys, I'm so excited, man. It's Christmas season. Actually, Christmas is in a couple days. I just drove out to my family's house in another state, and I am just exhausted. Got in late, slept, woke up early, everything, whole nine yards. But can I vent? Can I rant? I would like to just talk about something real fast before we get on to the podcast episode today. Guys, I don't know about you guys, but for me, I have never kissed under the mistletoe. I haven't. And something makes me so excited every year was that winter's around, cold's in the air, people are cuddly, they're all, you know, lovey-dovey, all that stuff. And I'm like, yes, this is the year I'm going to kiss under the mistletoe. Yes. I don't know who it is. I don't have someone that I'm like, I need to kiss her. I just need to kiss. I just need to kiss someone. I don't, you know. And I'll tell you this right now. It didn't happen this year. Again, I know I have a couple more days till Christmas, but dang it. I had a Christmas party that I went to and I bought mistletoe for that purpose. I go into the house, I hand her the mistletoe, and I said, hey, look, put this up in your house. And she's like, oh my God, thank you so much. This is so amazing. It just makes it a Christmas party. Yes, I know it makes it a Christmas party. That's why I bought it, you know? And the thing that was horrible is I found out is the majority of the people there all had a significant other that wasn't there. Like, gosh, now I'm the only single person at a party, definitely not kissing nobody. And then finally, another single girl shows up. She was nothing to do with me. I'm like, dang it. I was like, this was my Christmas party. This was my mistletoe kissing Christmas party. And yet somehow I found myself at a party as the only single person. So, the mistletoe went up. All the couples are kissing each other. <laughs> yeah, gross vomit. Oh, my gosh. It was so disgusting being able to see all these other cu- couples kiss each other. And I'm just alone. Honestly, I probably ended up standing under the mistletoe just kissing some pizza. Like, oh, my gosh. That pizza, it was from Costco. And that pizza was good. I don't know if it was just because it was late or whatever. But... Yeah, maybe I did get my Christmas kiss this year. And that was definitely a Costco pizza kissing mistletoe kiss. Right? Does that sound right? Anyways, so I had to make this intro a little more exciting because a dear friend of mine, her name is May. Shout out to May. She actually just now started listening to the podcast. Thank you, May. Was like, hey, by the way. Your intros are boring. I almost fell asleep on the last one. I was like, the last one? That was only two minutes long. And she was like, I almost fell asleep. So guess what? I hope this is more exciting. This is definitely a new intro. And I'm trying to bring some energy. I'm trying to bring something because May said it was boring. So May, I hope you enjoy this one. You don't know I'm shouting you out. I'm going to text you after I submit it. And I'm going to let you know I shout you out. 
because, May, you said it was boring. So guess what? Hopefully this isn't boring no more. And if it is, May, I don't know what to tell you. But you're an amazing person, May. I think the world of you, you're awesome. And I'm glad we're friends. So happy birthday to another dear friend of mine, Susan. I met her husband a while ago. And then he started dating Susan. He got engaged to Susan. He married Susan. And Susan has just been such a blessing in my life. So happy birthday, Susan. It was yesterday, but I'm shouting you out on the podcast because Susan, it's your birthday. Celebrate it. And yeah, that's it, guys. That's all I have. That's my rant. That's my vent. So anyways, I'm so excited to tell you guys today we have... Mita Bonsley. What a joy. She was just such an amazing person, full of life, full of uh, personality. You just can't help but smile being around her. Big shout out to um, all her friends and family and significant other. I don't know if I should drop the name. I don't know if she wants privacy. So um, yeah, big shout out to you, bro. You're a good-looking dude. You guys make an amazing couple. But, Mita, you are so wonderful. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. And your personality, your energy, your whole persona is just addicting. Like, I can't help but smile. And I'm full of energy by being around you. And, guys, I hope... You hear it in our conversations. We talk about South Carolina. We talk about everything it has to offer. We talk about her. And guys, just amazing. All around amazing. So after a six-minute intro, guys, please get ready for Mita Bonsley. Mita, introduce yourself, please. My name is Mita Bonsley, and I am Miss South Carolina USA 2022. Nice, nice. So tell us about just your childhood, a little bit about your childhood, your upbringing, everything that you would like people to know. Yeah. So I am born and raised in Columbia, South Carolina, which is the capital city of our state. Um, But my parents have a very cool story. So my dad is from Central India and my mom is from Central America. Oh, wow. Polar opposite sides of the world. And they met at Bible school in a little tiny town in Virginia. Um, And it's kind of funny because my mom, so mom moved to the States when she was 14 and my dad came when he was in his twenties. But my mom went to this Bible school because she wanted to become a nun. Mm. Obviously did not happen. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But, um, and then my dad came because he was just looking for some direction in his life and a mentor that he had suggested he go there. So that's what he did. Um, anyways, nice. they ended up there and they actually ended up eloping. Um, they had no intention of getting married. They just did it one day. And here they are now, like 36 years later. Um, but after they were married, they lived all over um, kind of the East Coast and Southeast area. Um, and then they ended up in South Carolina. And I was born gosh, probably three years after they moved down here. So um, I have an older brother who's 32 and then a little brother who is 15. And I'm uh-huh, very cool. Oh, yeah. yeah. So your your parents are still together? Yes, they are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I'm assuming when you said 36 years and I was just yeah. like, okay. Yeah. 
Isn't it? I don't know. I'm I'm totally like going to go off topic here for a little bit, but isn't it so amazing to see how marriage has kind of kept together for, I mean, right now in society, we see divorce rates are like super high. Oh, mm-hmm. I think like what, 60% now, not even half. It's like yeah. really high. Mm-hmm. But to, to see that your dad coming from central India, your mom mm-hmm. coming from, a, you said Central America, right? Yes. Yeah. And uh, they, they come, they meet each other. I, I mean, love at first sight, right? Like, <laughs> yes, obviously, like they, they, they eloped. And it's like, wow, you know, 36 years later, like, they're doing it. And I'm like, that's yeah. just, that's just like, so cool. It so, is crazy. Yeah, because they I mean, obviously, both of them had to adapt the American culture. And then on top of that, each other's culture. So it's like, yeah, culture shock, but they made it work. I mean, my mom cooks literally every Indian food you could ever imagine. <laughs> nice you know, Salvadorian food at home. And then my dad has pretty much picked up the entire Spanish language. Like they have done, yeah, they've done a great job of learning each other's cultures and then implementing it into the lives of their kids. So (laughs) they've done a a pretty good job. Yeah. Yeah. That is, that's so awesome. They sound like very cool people. Um, Mm -hmm. Have you ever, we're going to do some like not rapid fire questions, but we're just going to ask some questions so people get to know you before we get into like the depth of it all. Yeah. Yeah. So have you been to India and have you been to El Salvador? I have been to India before. Yes. I've been numerous times, actually. El Salvador, I have not gotten to go to um, because of how unsafe it is. My mom actually got to go back for the first time in 35 years. She went. Wow. Gosh, she probably went like six or seven years ago now. So she I mean, she hadn't even been for ever and ever. But that's on my bucket list. I really want to go. Yeah, that that it sounds it's always a beautiful place and it sounds mm-hmm. amazing. I've actually been to India. Uh Ooh. yeah, I've been to New Delhi, I've been to Agra. Yeah. And um beautiful beautiful places. It's it like is. pictures don't do it justice at all. It is. It really is a beautiful country and I suggest everyone go. It I love it. So, yeah. Yeah, it's it's amazing. The only thing that really shocked me was um the animals just roaming free in the streets. It's like a zoo everywhere. Yeah. Else. Yeah. yeah, I remember I got, I basically got headbutted by a cow when I was walking in New Delhi and literally, and like just came out of nowhere and just ran right into me. Yeah. And I was like, oh, hey. Like, the cows and the monkeys. You got to watch oh, out for yeah. the monkeys though. They'll steal your oh. stuff. They'll steal your food. They'll come <laughs> into your house. Like they are notorious. They're bad. Yeah. Oh yeah. It was, it was such an experience. I, I loved every moment of it and it was awesome. Yeah. So Miss South Carolina. Yes. Tell me. What makes South Carolina great? Ooh. <laughs> we're going to do, do some pageant questions. <laughs> I love that. Um, we are the home of sweet tea, and I love sweet tea. That's okay. one thing. Um, this was very similar to a question I received in my state interview this year, and it was, what's your favorite thing about South Carolina? Without hesitation, I said boiled peanuts. Okay. All right. Love boiled peanuts. Um, And it was funny because the judge who asked me had no idea what those were. So that was a conversation in and of itself. Um, And then also, let's see, I would say the South Carolina coast. I love Charleston. I love Hilton Head. The state's great. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, that's awesome. Uh, Fun fact. My brother and his wife went on their honeymoon to Hilton Head. (gasps) That's sweet. Yeah. That's awesome. So yeah, they got married and that was where their honeymoon was. And actually 
another fun fact my parents honeymoon was also in south carolina and i believe it was i think in hilton head look at that but we drove by the hotel supposedly where the honeymoon mm-hmm. was and it was like it was gone like it wasn't there, Not there anymore. well <laughs> yeah great place so i called my parents liars like <laughs> <laughs> like that didn't happen it was yeah, yeah. so mm-hmm. yeah south carolina always is cool sounds amazing to me uh after being there it was awesome i was there as a kid though so i haven't been there as an adult I want to go so bad because um, my cousin plays professional soccer and he plays in South Carolina. So I have to go to one of his games. Yes. Come on down and visit. We've got plenty to do here and you're always welcome. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. That's that uh, Southern hospitality, right? Yes, it is. <laughs> sweet tea. You talked about sweet tea. Mm-hmm. I love it. I love sweet tea. If it's, if it's, that. if it's made well. Yes. Because somehow even though it is sugar and tea, you can mess it up. It can be done, it can be done the wrong way. Yes, yeah. True. But Arnold Palmer, if it is made the right way with mm-hmm. your lemonade and sweet tea, yes. it is amazing. So good. I, um, my parents do not like sweet tea. They are an unsweet tea family. Oh. And I don't know if it was a Texas thing because my mom's from Texas. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if, if it's that, but my parents were like, unsweet tea. It has to be unsweet tea. Like it's, you know, I'll take sweet tea. Right, it's ref- <laughs> yeah, right. Right. It's refreshing. I love it. So yeah. what is South Carolina known for with food outside of boiled peanuts? Like if you were to say, Hey, if you're coming to South Carolina, you need to try this food. What would you say? We have really good barbecue. That's okay. the big, big North and South Carolina debate is mustard-based versus vinegar-based barbecue, mm-hmm. which in were mustard-based, and I will stand by that until I die. Um, <laughs> that's a good one. Barbecue is a really good one, whether, you know, whatever kind of meat you like. Um, yeah, I would say barbecue is the biggest thing. And then, ooh, shrimp and grits, duh. Oh, okay. All right. How do you take your grits? Anyway, any which way. I love grits. Oh, yeah. You're I, not, not going to be... Yeah, I was about to say, you're not going to be um, really just stern on it has to be plain with nothing or with butter or with brown yeah. sugar or whatever. Put anything on them. Put a lot of butter. I do like a lot of butter on them. Salt. Yes. But like anyway, I'll take them. I love grits. Oh, that's that's amazing. So can you cook? Yeah, of course. Okay. Hey, hey, just had to ask. Just had to ask. <laughs> Some people don't know how. Granted. Okay. Let me let me rephrase that. I live in California. Yeah. Nobody knows how to cook over here. Like you talk to people, like you go to my friend group. Hey, do you know how to cook? Nope. You know how to cook? Nope. Oh my gosh. Like, but I think that stems from your family, especially like your Indian half, your Central American half. Like yes. that's food. Food is like what yes. keeps everything together. Mm-hmm. And then my mom being from the South, food is all together. Yeah. All mm-hmm. these people out here, I don't know what they're doing. Like I know how to cook. <laughs> You know? well, good. I'm glad. I'm glad to know that. Yeah, but I can't tell you what California is good for. Like, I'm like, oh, hey, you know, what, what food do you recommend in California? And I'm like, uh. You come over to bur- my place. I'll cook yeah, for you. Yeah. I, I was like, burgers? Like, I don't know. <laughs> oh, my goodness. But, um, yeah. So, do you have any role models that you look up to? Ooh, yeah. I've got a lot of those. Um, off the top of my head, I will say, obviously being a pageant girl, one of them is Demi. She's now Demi Tebow, uh, married yeah. to Tim Tebow. She was Miss Universe and she's from South of, Africa. From South Africa. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
she is one who I just really love and look up to. And she's actually a couple years younger than I am, which I'm like, cool. I look up to her. Um, <laughs> who else? Um, let's see. I would say probably my older brother. Okay. That's nice. I like we're my brothers and I are super close, but my older brother is just, I don't know. He's really cool. And he has accomplished so much um, in his career and in his life. And he just, is like the definition of perseverance. And so he's also somebody that I really look up to as well. And does he know all that you've told him before? I don't know if I tell him enough, actually. So if you're listening, <laughs> yeah. this is it. No, yeah, make, make sure your brother's listening. He's going to listen to this and he'll be like, I'm crying in the club. So, <laughs> but no, I do. I really admire him and just everything that he's about and he does and great guy. Yeah. That's awesome. So what is your favorite quote Ooh. Mm, probably it's a bible verse okay. um it's luke 145 i want to say let me make sure yeah i think i think that's what it is <laughs> um luke 145 blessed is she who believes that the lord will fulfill his promises to her and that's one that i've just held really near and dear to my heart over the past few years and i don't know it's a good one to turn to for me yeah that's awesome with that being your favorite quote yeah Ooh, ooh, here's a good one. You mm -hmm. ready for it? Okay. Who do people say you look like? Ooh. I have gotten, okay, there, this is kind of weird, but I have gotten quite a few times Mila Kunis. Okay. And which I'm, that's a little confusing to me, but I wonder if it's just because we both have dark hair and dark eyes. Um, Cause I don't, I'm like, I don't see it. Um, oh and my gosh. Another one, I'll tell you, <laughs> oh, this is the other one. And the, oh, how could I forget this? Everyone tells me that they think I look like Janet Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to feel about that. Cause people are like, oh, she's iconic. She's amazing. But like, especially in pageant land, people are like, you look just like Janet Jackson. And I'm like, I don't see it, but okay. So the running joke is in my family is that I'm like the lost Jackson. Sister. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Was that your costume? I really get a lot that people tell me that all the time. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. I totally get that. The amount of, the amount of celebrity look likes I get told, I'm like, no, like <laughs> stop. Uh, I don't think so. Yeah. I don't know. So did you use Janet Jackson as your costume contest for Miss USA? <laughs> Absolutely did not, but I should have, that would have been really funny. Um, for my state costume, I decided to switch it up a little bit and I went with South Carolina State Gemstone, which is an amethyst. Okay. So I came out in this purple sparkly sequin jumpsuit, uh, matching shoes. I had this giant amethyst staff thing, geode looking crazy awesome thing. Um, and then a big like feather piece behind it. And that costume is actually homemade. A oh, wow woman who is near and dear to my heart. I tell people she's like my second mom. Her name is Donna. Um, she's been one of the people that's like carried me through my entire pageant journey, but she put it together for me. Um, and so it was very special because it was homemade and, yeah. it, you know, was sentimental to South Carolina as well. So, yeah, yeah. exactly. I had the pleasure of watching and every one of you guys did so well. I know right. good ones. Yeah. They, I know it's a competition and I know everybody wanted to win mm. whether people agree or don't agree, <laughs> but it's like just being a 
um, an observer of hard work, um, determination, motivation, hearing some of the stories like, oh, my gosh, uh, you guys all did amazing. You guys had all amazing (laughs) stories. Like yes. you um just the amount of motivation, determination, what people overcame, um mental illness, eating disorders, yeah, uh trauma of the past, like you guys are all an inspiration yeah. to me and a ton of other people. Oh my god. So yeah. what was something what was your biggest takeaway from Miss USA? just as a whole, it can be about the girls. It can be about the competition as a whole. Like what was your, just your biggest takeaway? Well, about the, all the girls that competed, a dynamic group of women, so many different stories, like you said, I mean, just amazing things that they have overcome or things that they've accomplished. And just knowing that they can do all of these things is really empowering. Um, But for myself personally, I would say the biggest takeaway at Miss USA was that things aren't always going to go as you maybe thought they would. Um, And that's okay. So that was definitely my biggest takeaway. And I think that was a lesson that I needed to learn and have um, enforced. All right. That's awesome. Moving forward. Mm -hmm. What, what do you do now uh, as work, but what is your future plans? So you've already competed. Are you aged out or are you allowed to compete again? I can't, well, because I've already won a state, I can't compete again. So, and it's for oh, any really? age shot. Mm-hmm. I did not know that. Yeah. When oh. you, can only, you can only go one time to one shot. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. definitely a statistic I did not know or a yeah. fact, I should say. Yeah. So moving forward, mm-hmm. what is your plan? I do know just winning state in general opens up a bunch of doors, yes. but uh, what do you do now? And mm-hmm. what is your uh, career goal? Yeah. So right now I actually took off this year to just be Miss South Carolina USA. So this is a full-time gig for the year. But before that, um, I graduated college. I graduated from the University of South Carolina in 2018. Go Gamecocks. Gamecocks. Oh, I love to hear it. Yay. Um, So I got my degree in multimedia journalism and retail marketing. Wow. Up until I was Miss South Carolina USA, I was working for a local media group that owns two radio stations and a digital newspaper. So I was working in radio. I had a little radio show and I did the weather headlines um, for the news. And then I also wrote for the digital news publication as well. And so I was doing that up until I won. Um, And then when I won, I was like, okay, guys, like (laughs) I told y'all if I won, like I would be leaving. And they were like, they're totally fine. Um, So I still pop in there from time to time. And very cool, very, very close relationship with my work family. They are awesome. So that's what I was doing up until I won. I've spent the year doing this and it really has been a full-time gig, which I'm very, very thankful for. Um, And then moving forward, um, I will give up my title in March. It's the first weekend in March in North Charleston. And after that, I really want to go back to pursuing my journalism career. So yeah, looking forward to moving to a bigger market, whether, you know, Atlanta, Charlotte, Nashville, New York, um, just kind of wherever, wherever the Lord takes me is where right. I'll go, but definitely want to pursue a larger market and okay. stay on the broadcast side of things. I really, really love doing broadcast and being in the broadcast industry. So like sports broadcasting or I would in say general entertainment, food and culture, lifestyle. I want to do the fun stuff. Cause I like did the news thing and it was 
fun, but I, you know, I like food and culture and the upbeat kind of yeah. music. I grew up in music. So okay. uh, doing something in music would be cool too. Yeah. That's awesome. So do you have a favorite um, genre of music or do you have a favorite artist? Like what is your musical muse? Oh my goodness. I eat music up. So I can't say like a favorite. Um, right now I love John Mayer. I have always, okay. always loved John Mayer. I love Dave Matthews band right now. Really loving Zach Bryan. I just saw okay. him in concert and it was oh, like, it was cool. really experience. It was too good. <laughs> it was so good. Um, who else? I love hip hop. I love, yeah. Country classical music. Like I'll listen to anything. I'm just, awesome. I'm not a big, like heavy metal person. Yeah. Yeah. I get it. It's an acquired else. taste. So, yeah. Hey, I will plug my friend, Johnny mm -hmm. Sweet, Hawaiian Reggae. Okay. He, um, he was on the episode. Uh, I have links to him and my other episode uh, show notes and stuff like that. Give him a listen. His voice is amazing. Okay. Like he was an ex-football player. And um, he is just a very phenomenal singer and performer. Like you wow. see basically a defensive lineman singing his heart out and literally running across the stage, hopping, doing like cheerleader split kicks. I don't know what they're called. Like toe touches. Um, yeah. He's like, he's, he's amazing. I love it. So if you can give him a listen, I'm totally shouting him out right now. I actually yeah. did talk to him today. So Oh my gosh. Yeah. So okay. I'm definitely giving the shout out. Is he spelled S U I T E? S U I T E, yes. Okay. I found him. Got yeah. it. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> and if you like country, he uh, did his own version of God Gave Me You, the Blake Shelton song. That's a good song. Um, mm -hmm. And he has his own music. It's just amazing. So give him a listen. Anybody else that's listening it. to the podcast, give Johnny Sweet a listen. He's an amazing dude. Super humble, super sweet, has an amazing story. And is getting married in, I think, 27 days. Oh, my gosh. That's awesome. Yeah. So he's his life is on the upper trajectory, and he's just doing fantastic. I love it. So one more question before we get into the main question of the podcast. Yeah. So if you were to huh, – let me see. I've asked other people this, so I guess I'll ask you this as well. All right. Someone that's never been to South Carolina – Mm -hmm. Or someone like me who hasn't been in a while. Mm -hmm. What is your marketing pitch to get someone to go to South Carolina and why? Ooh. This is a big one. Okay. My marketing pitch for the state of South Carolina. Okay. And hopefully the state's listening so they can, can do a commercial with you <laughs> starring in it. <laughs> Sponsor me, state of South Carolina. <laughs> They're going to be like, oh, girl. Okay. My marketing page. Okay. So I would say that Gamecock Country okay. is alive and well. The mighty sound of the Southeast. There's <laughs> nothing better than a Saturday afternoon in the fall, hearing 2001, watching Cocky run across the field, Beamer Ball, all of that. Yeah, I'm putting that on there, of course, because I'm Gamecock till I die. Yes, um, yes. And then you have the majestic Piedmont region of South Carolina. You have your mountains up there, the upstate. You have Greenville, smiling faces, gorgeous. 
Moving on down to the coastline, Charleston, a number one destination spot in the whole world. Um, <laughs> Myrtle Beach, if you're into that, it can be fun. Fishing, offshore fishing is great. You only have to go about 11 miles off the coast to catch a good fish. So come on down to South Carolina. We have that. Nice. Nice. Yeah, that, that was great. That was great. That was perfect. <laughs> cool. So if anybody doesn't know about South Carolina, they do now. Now they do. They better and, come visit. Yeah, exactly. And I'm totally lied because I have uh, a comment to make before we ask you the question of your life. <laughs> yeah. um, oh, my gosh. South Carolina this year. Football was amazing. All Huge. The, yeah, the upsets. Just it was just so much fun to watch. It was a great year for us. Listen, the year of the underdog. I'm telling you. Yeah, yeah. We really pulled it out of the hat. It was so good. It was so good. Yeah, and then once uh, you and I connected, I got to see you that you were at the games and all that mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah, and you were at the you were at the, some of the great games. Yes, I got to. I mean, I got to be on the sidelines for um, a home, our homecoming game, and that I mean, that was one. I cried. I was tearing up <laughs> because it was so cool to be down there and just watching this whole experience that you have followed your whole life or you know followed throughout college or whatever. And oh my gosh, it was amazing. Yeah. 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 That's so cool. I'm so happy for you. Like that was, I know, I know you were super excited and uh, it was just cool watching South Carolina as a whole. Yeah. Like the whole season. Great, great time to be a a Gamecock. So So with that great experience, we're now transitioning into a very tough question. So (laughs) when in life did you feel like you were just not good enough and how did you overcome it? Okay. I'm going to give you a shocker here. (laughs) (laughs) It has been this year as Miss South Carolina USA. Okay. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. And I'll say to that as well, through my experience at Miss USA. All right. So, so what yeah. what made you feel like you were just not good enough? Was it being judged? Was it um, the feeling of inadequacy possibly by competing against other people mm-hmm. that are, you know, one of the best in their states? Yeah. I would say it was just a web of so many different things. So for a little bit of background, um, I have done pageants my entire life. I, my mom put me in my first pageant when I was five months old. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. <laughs> I tell people I just kind of got bullied into it. Like <laughs> couldn't, couldn't get out. Um, did, you know, a couple in middle school and did them in high school, won my high school pageant. And that was a huge deal because, there were like 70 something girls in my high school pageant the year I won. And I just wow. wasn't expecting it again, just, you know, kind of flew low on the radar. What, you know, there were the girls who were projected to win and that's who everyone thought was going to win. And so when they called my name, it was like, I'm sorry, what? Um, <laughs> so anyways, um, did that, uh, competed in the Miss America system and then came over to the, you know, Miss USA system four years ago. So it wow. took me surprise to win my state pageant. Um, first year I went, made top five, went in with no expectations at all and went really well for me, placed fourth runner up. It was awesome. My second two years I placed in the top 10, which is still a huge accomplishment, but regressed a little bit. And then this year I, again, just kind of went in with no expectations. I had told myself that this was going to be my last year and that I really wanted to move on and start making career moves and, you know, move out of my parents' house and move out of South Carolina. And so I just went in to have fun and I wanted to have one more year with my friends doing this and one more weekend in North Charleston, hanging out with all the girls. And, um, I won and I 
tell you, I'll have to, if anyone can look up who's listening, my crowning video, it is like the funniest thing ever because my face is just on the floor and I'm <laughs> crying. And it, once they had kind of gotten everyone off the stage, I'm still like sobbing my eyes out. And um, one of the people on the staff for RPM Productions looks at me and goes, you need to stop crying. We're about to take photos. And I was like, <laughs> okay. And so I think my face is just like stuck, like eyes are yeah. But anyways, so it took me four tries to get there. And, you know, like I said, I went in with no expectations and I just had fun and Mm. it worked for me because I was my most authentic self. I was unapologetically myself and there was, you know, there were no barriers or walls up. Um, But that all kind of started changing after I won because it's like, okay, now you're going to Miss USA. Like this is like the Super Bowl of pageants. Yeah. Um, And so a lot of the comparison to you know what this person's doing comes in and and that's not necessarily me thinking those things it's you know other people telling me like hey look what she's doing hey you need to do more of this um you know with with working out and and eating that even triggered a little bit of an eating disorder I mean I think that's something a lot of pageant girls deal with and that's not something I've been super open about um but I definitely want to because I think transparency and that vulnerability is really important but um you know, body image issues, body dysmorphia, um, comparison, and then just as a whole, I, I kind of started shutting down throughout the year. Um, and so I think it was around like June or July when I had to have a little come to Jesus with myself. And I was like, I don't know if I want this, like to win Miss USA. I was like, I, I really don't know if I want this for myself because I'm already under all this pressure and I'm just thinking about doing it for a whole nother year. If I were to win Miss USA, I, was like, I don't know if I can do it. Yeah. And so the year just kind of progressed on and and things started to get a lot worse. And I'm thinking like, you know, and obviously on the outside and on social media, I'm having a great time. And all the appearances that I've gotten to do have been so fun and such a blessing. And like, I would not trade that for the world because um, I've just met so many amazing people and I've gotten to do cool things, but on the inside, the turmoil was there. Cause I'm like, everything was just like Miss USA, Miss USA, Miss USA. And I was like, I'm just not there. Yeah. Um, so it all just snowballed into not great for the, yeah. inside, not great on my body. I started, I, I'm, I would like to consider myself a fairly outgoing person. Like I love being in groups of people. I, I will talk your ears off. <laughs> You can't already tell. Um, and I started to shut down in the sense that like, I didn't even want to hang out with people. Like I couldn't, I wasn't hanging out with my friends. I didn't want to go and be in big groups of people because I just felt like, oh my gosh, like they're going to judge like my body or my face or my hair, or whatever outfit I'm wearing. Like it just, I was nonstop thinking about every single little detail about myself. And to the point where I'm like, I'm not good enough to do this. Like, this is bad. Yeah. Um, yeah. Wow. So I guess uh, with a bunch of questions in my head, um, yeah. how, how did you overcome that? And, or, or actually, let me ask this. Mm-hmm. Are you still dealing with some of those issues because they basically got um, accelerated within the last year? And then are they still prevalent now? May not be to the same degree, but they're still affecting you in one way or another. 
Yeah. So what I have kind of realized is that I am in recovery mode at this point. So I'm in the process of putting my little pieces back together and just becoming the woman that I want to become without anyone telling me who I need to be without yeah. anyone telling me who I need to look like, who <laughs> I need to talk like, who I need to dress like. I mean, uh, cause all those things I've heard before. So I'm in that stage of, I'm in a definitely in a better place and just a lot of realizing is happening. Yeah. Um, so going into Miss USA week, I, I wanted it to be like going into state week where I was like, I'm just here to have fun. And I mean, I knew like, that's what I wanted. And I did have a good time. I met so many amazing women and it was, it was fun, but there was just all of those thoughts and things that were being said to me, just eating my brain. Yeah. So I was like, not on my A game at all. I mean, cause I was just consistently thinking about like, okay, like, what can I do? Like, so, so skittish and so squirrely, like, <laughs> oh my gosh, like, is this right? Is that, you know, it just totally paranoid me and freaked me out. Um, and so I spent the week just so in my head. And it wasn't even like, I'm not a competitive person. So it wasn't in like a competition since like, I'm going to slice this girl down. Like I'm <laughs> you know, like, I've never been competitive. I am like the least competitive person ever. Um, so it was not like that. It was just more of like me fighting with myself. Yeah. And just all of those things that had been fed into my mind, into my soul that I'm like, okay, like I know this isn't true, but for whatever reason it has bubbling up to a point where I'm starting to believe it's true. So I'm at Miss USA week and prelims come around and that was, gosh, our prelims were, I think like Friday or Saturday. I don't know. Um, I got on that stage and it was like my, it felt like it was my first time doing a pageant ever. Really? I choked up. We had a set of stairs that we had to go down. And for any of the Miss USA girlies listening, those stairs will never ever let us see the light of day um, <laughs> but like I'm like wobbling hobbling down the stairs like my walk was bad and like I know when I've had a good performance you know I know myself yeah. well so, like I performed well or I didn't perform well and I just didn't perform well um in swimsuit and evening gown even in my personal interview with the judges interview is my, has always been my favorite part of competition it's always where I've been scored the highest but just walked into Every phase of competition feeling like not poop. I mean, I, that's yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> for lack of better words. Um, and so I just knew I was like, this is, this is not, this was not it. Like this was not my best day. And I mean, that kind of sucked because I had spent the last, you know, what, six to eight months preparing for this one night yeah. and, you know, walking lessons, interview lessons, fittings, like, every single thing under the sun trying to prepare for this one day. And it's like, I dropped the ball. And like, I felt like that after prelims and I was like, Oh my gosh, like this is over. I, I just knew, I knew it was. Um, and it was all cause I had gotten so in my head. And so, you know, I left Miss USA, obviously didn't win, which was totally fine. Like, because it was never about like, I want to win Miss USA so bad because I, I did have, that faith that like, no matter what happened, I would be okay afterwards. Yeah. Um, so I wasn't like by any means banking on winning because I, I knew that there was a career that I wanted to pursue and there were other things that I wanted to pursue afterwards. So that was never an issue, but um, I just wanted to go and I wanted to perform well. And, you know, I wanted to make South Carolina proud and um, I just put so much pressure on myself and I felt so much outside pressure that I think I 
I just combusted at the wrong time and I yeah. didn't perform well. Um, so I didn't make finals, didn't make the top 15. Um, and I remember after prelims night, so our directorship owns the North Carolina, South Carolina, Alabama, and Louisiana pageants. Oh, wow. And yeah, so it's RPM Productions. Our directors are angels. They are the most wonderful. If you told me that they hung the moon, I would believe you. <laughs> and I'm not just saying that. Like, they really are a family. And so I love them so much. And during prelims night, they took little videos of us, like, all of us at prelims and posted them on their Instagram page and, you know, just to show support and, you know, here are our girls, whatever. And on my video, when I tell you the hate comments, oh. it was, I never dealt with this before because I've, you know, I've always wanted to be like an agreeable person. Like I feel like, yeah. I am. you know, I don't have many qualms with other people. And I feel like many people don't have qualms with me. Like I'm just pretty easygoing. I'm, you know, whatever. Yeah. And like I had, I knew in the back of my head that that preliminary performance was not great. Like I knew it was bad and I just felt like so ick about it. But then to see people recognize that and post comments about it. Oh my gosh. It ate me yeah. alive. It ate me alive. And I, and I went and I read them and you know what I did? I responded <laughs> to some of them too during Miss USA week. Oh my God. I should have been, I should have been asleep. Um, But it was just things like, like uh, like bless her heart you know if you're from the south and yeah yeah that's not yeah um <laughs> so like things like that and like oh her walk is awful like who chose that gown it was so revealing because i had a really high split in my gown mm. i didn't know i was going to be walking downstairs i didn't intend on flashing yeah. you know um just all kinds of things somebody said i was the worst miss south Carolina ever <laughs> wow oh okay yeah. um and like it's like Daisy Lou May who from I don't yeah. even know has three followers. So like yeah, I was about to say, and someone that's never competed in their right. life. Yeah, somebody that doesn't know a thing about pageants, which is like fine, whatever. But that that was like a little shot to my ego because I was like, yeah. okay, I know I didn't do great, but you guys didn't have to throw me in the blender like that. That was awful. <laughs> um, so <laughs> there, that was that was also like a little bit triggering for the rest of the week for me too because I'm like, oh my gosh, like. Uh, this is this is so embarrassing. And mind you, the year before, the young lady who was Miss South Carolina USA before me, Marley, uh, wonderful and amazing. Like she's iconic. Okay, she placed in the top eight. So I'm like, great, I have to follow this now. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, oh dear God, somebody told me I'm the worst Miss South Carolina ever. Like, ah, um, I was kind of a nightmare. So all those things are like snowballing into this big, just like yuck. And I got home. And I just remember waking up, it was a Wednesday. Um, and I like here at my little blue walls, cause I still live in my pants. <laughs> um, they've been this way since I was probably like 15. And I was like, oh my gosh, like that all just happened. And I'm not happy with the way it happened just because of like, I, you know, just, I'm just thinking about all these things. Um, so like me and my own thoughts are bad, <laughs> but I had just spent like the next couple weeks really like trying to refresh and I put my Instagram account on private. I tried to just lay low. Um, still didn't really hang out with any of my friends because I just needed to decompress and I needed to give myself time to have those conversations with God and you know, yeah. that kind of thing. Um, 
so so yeah that's kind of the the gist of what the funk looked like yeah that's wow um that's a it's a lot to deal with because <laughs> i mean after interview i got to follow her and i know some people attacked her for certain things that she said or yeah. certain things that she um uh had on her costume and stuff like that and the the thing that really bothers me um because you guys have obviously are judged completely head to toe inside and out whatever like it is so hard on you guys mm-hmm. and it's almost um uh how do i say this it's almost they're saying it's okay you know what i mean and i mean it's a right. it's a pageant world right that's uh everything that comes with pageants and all that stuff but it's kind of sucks because it's yeah. a lot for to put on you guys, mm-hmm. and you can you you can also um, attest this to really anything. So yeah. Hollywood puts an unrealistic view on uh, men and women. You mm-hmm. know what we should look like, what we should uh, do. Um, society does the same thing. Um, our instant gratification mm-hmm. life. Um, I talked about it before online dating Um, within less than three seconds you're saying this person is either good looking or not yeah and everybody younger than us is dealing with it a lot harder than we dealt with it and the thing that's so sad is some of us have dealt with it hard to so to think that it's even getting harder Mm-hmm. is just horrible um to touch on a really uh heavy subject especially within recent news suicide oh my mm-hmm. gosh is huge yeah um and finding out that someone that was in front of the camera and dancing on ellen and yeah. everybody thought it was okay and then we found out that twitch committed suicide like yeah. oh my gosh yeah you know and it's not just these people going through problems on their own. Mm -hmm. It's, it's stuff that's done to them. Yeah. And it's so sad. Like, I don't know. Like my heart, my heart hurts for people that go through it because that's half the reason why I wanted to start this podcast is I want people to know that they're not alone. Mm -hmm. You know, everything they're going through, everything that they're, um, the topics, um, the judgment, whatever, they're not alone. Mm-hmm. And I love that you talked about that. It hits you in the moment of when you're supposed to shine yeah. the brightest. Oh yeah. Know? And I know there's people out there that will listen to it that have felt the same way in one shape or another. Mm-hmm. They should have been um, doing great and they're doing bad. Yeah. And then we're our own worst critics. So we're harder on ourselves than anybody else. Oh, yeah. And people don't realize that. And then they get mm-hmm. on a computer and they tell you how much worse you are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, with that being said, my question to you is, if you were to talk to yourself a year ago, mm-hmm. if you were to talk to anybody that's about to go through that in any age, stage, anything really, mm-hmm. what would you tell them 
and about to go through this? Like, how would you advise them? What would you tell them to watch out for? What would you tell them to, um, you know, what, what advice would you give them? Because it's about to be a journey to say the least. Yeah. And this is great. I mean, just going into the 2023 pageant season, but I think even for life is to stand your ground and hold on to your truths and what you believe in, because at the end of the day, what matters most is that you are making decisions that, you know, come from the convictions of your heart and they're coming from a clear conscience and it's not the pressure of society or, you know, a certain person or a group of people telling you what to do um, and make sure that in your life you have, you know, a couple people, it doesn't have to be a huge group of friends or whatever. It can be one family member. It can be, you know, one person that you can confide in that will be there to build you up and that you can have these kinds of conversations with and that will yeah. listen to you and will not only listen to you, but will We'll call you out. You need someone in your life who's going to call you out on things because if people are just telling you what you want to hear, um, I don't think that's very constructive. And <laughs> so you need somebody in your life who's going to be that person for you or, you know, that group of people or whomever it may be um, that are going to help you stay grounded. And of course, you know, you as well should be that for other people. And that's just that's how we get through life. We need people. We need, you know, our little tribes. And I really believe in having those right people around you to build you up, um, but also keep you humble at the same time. Yeah. 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 Um, I, I heard it said best by someone we mentioned before. Yeah. But he said the best way to succeed in life is to not have yes people. Mm-hmm. no matter what you do they're just like yeah go for it yeah do this you need people to call you on your crap yeah you know you need people to tell you how it is the hard truth and once you have that community once you have that that um village that you said that tribe mm-hmm. it makes life easier something i realized in the recent um time in my life communication is key If I don't voice how I feel in any stage, step with any person, Mm -hmm. it goes unheard and there's no more. uh, What's the best way to put it? Healthy boundaries? Yeah. Because if I'm always agreeing or I'm always being someone else's yes man, Mm -hmm. that's not healthy for them and that's not healthy for me. Correct. Mm -hmm. And so. I'm going to ask you the same question I just asked you. However, I'm going to make it more personal. Okay. How would you tell your 15-year-old brother that might be going through this in high school? Mm -hmm. And I'm sure he's dealt with it somehow, you know, because high school, it was mean when I was in high school and I know it's meaner now. It's only getting meaner. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So how would you encourage him? to keep going and to not listen to the very heavy, loud voice of his generation. So especially with, you know, young people, it's, it's important to tell them that hurt people hurt people. And you hear that so much. Um, people can be mean. It's, you know, kids, adults, whomever, 
talking to you and just to be kind. And I tell him that every single day before he goes to school, I still live in my parents' house. We're, you know, very close. And, um, he'll come and say, you know, good morning before he leaves for school every day. And I just tell him, be kind today. It doesn't matter who it is. It doesn't matter how nasty that person has been to you. You can't control how somebody else is going to act or what somebody else is going to say to you, but you can control how you respond to that. And you can either get on their level and choose, you know, violence. You can choose unkindness and bitterness and, you know, whatever. Um, Or you can impart something into their life and you can just give them kindness and you can give them a little bit of hope. And that's what I tell them is just, Stay, stay true to that, that goodness and that kindness and be the good that is in the world. Cause sometimes it seems like there's not a lot of it left. And so if you can be that, then be it. Yeah, exactly. And I I had a friend that told me this once, uh, he said, hurt people, hurt people. Like you said, Mm -hmm. yeah. but he also said healed people, heal people, Mm -hmm. you know, and that's like the, um, the best way to put it, because if we want to be the change we want to see in the world. We also have to come from a healed um, position because if we're hurt trying to help other people, a lot of times we're going to hurt them too. Yeah. You know? So, yeah, but that's cool. I'm really glad that uh, you and your brother have just such a great relationship and you're able to instill that into him. Yes. As he's uh, progressing into the man he's becoming. I know. <laughs> Sweet, sweet, sweet. I, I hate to see him turn into a little man. Yeah, but... right. And he's driving soon. And... Oh, he's already driving. He can drive. Oh, a car really? Well, listen, the oh, state of South Carolina is unhinged. Yeah, he's yeah. licensed. <laughs> and, but he's a safe driver, which is good. But it's just weird to me. I'm like, yeah, okay, yeah, because he's grown up. There goes my little buddy. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, oh, man, that's so cool. I'm so like happy your family is just so close. It's just yeah. so. There's healthy relationships and all that stuff. With everything you've been through, Mm -hmm. the encouragement you give, where would you like to see your role as Miss South Carolina 2023? Your new incumbent, I guess is the best way to put it. (laughs) What would you like to encourage them to do in their role only after seeing it in your own position for the last year? Where would you like to see them take it? I would say to being a servant, I really believe that I was, you know, just called to be a servant and I really enjoyed being all across corners of South Carolina, um, attending events and serving the people of this state. It has been the most rewarding part of this journey and just to see how people appreciate that. And I mean, they, they, they love it. And I hope that, you know, my successor will take on the opportunities that are placed in front of her and will be able to say yes to as many of those things as possible because it's only a year long. And so I say, take as many opportunities as you can, because you will meet people who are going to become lifelong friends who will become family. Um, I really and truly feel like at this point in the year, I have a family that I can go home to in every corner of the state of South Carolina. (laughs) And I mean, I could pick up my phone and call them and say, Hey, I need a place to say, can I come over? And I really feel 
that in the truest and deepest sense. And I'm not just saying that. And that's been because I've gotten to connect with them through, through this title and through being Miss South Carolina USA. And otherwise, you know, why am I going to go to Pageland, South Carolina as, you know, just regular old me, Um, (laughs) you know, whatever other corner, I was just an example of a place I'd never gone to before. But, um, and that's one of the places where I feel like, you know, I have a home. And so I would hope that she would just make those connections and, just take the opportunity to hear the stories of other people and do things out of her comfort zone and, you know, go to the underserved areas and just be with those people and and know the people of your state. Cause that's who you're representing at the end of the day, you know, not even when you're just at Miss USA, but the other 355 days, you're a state title holder, you are representing the people of your state. And so you want to know who they are and, be sure that you are the best reflection of that and are able to somehow make a positive impact on them. Yeah. Well, that is so great. Um, I can tell you this just by meeting you, talking to you. I now look at South Carolina as if, as if I'm looking at you, you oh, full of energy, full of spunk, oh. you know, it's, it's, it's so great. And um I really do appreciate you taking time to be on this podcast and that I'm able to share your story. So as we kind of um, end it, mm-hmm. I want you to affirm your brother, mm-hmm. your older brother, your mom and dad, the citizens of South Carolina, <laughs> the ones that were mean to you, <laughs> anybody that's listening. Yeah. I want you to tell them whatever's on your heart. Tell them whatever, whatever's on your heart, you know, even, even people like me. Okay. Oh man. There is a purpose for every single thing that happens in our lives. My mom has always said that God doesn't even let a leaf fall off of a tree without his permission. And that is something I've carried through my entire life. Um, the good, the bad, it's all going to happen and it's all going to happen when it's supposed to happen. Your opportunity will come when it is supposed to come. And not every opportunity looks the same in life. Um, Not everyone's purpose looks the same in life. But as long as you are willing to grab that bull by the horns and live it out, then you're doing what you're called to do. And I hope everyone can experience joy in doing what they do. And I hope that they can impart into whether it's one person's life or a million people's lives it it all matters and it all makes sense and your life matters and your circumstances matter everything that you are matters and i just hope that everyone listening knows that because it i mean it from the depths of my soul from every ounce of marrow in my bones um you matter and you have a purpose and i i just want everyone to know that, you know, even if you are in the darkest part of your life right now, there is a way out and it may, it may not seem like it, um, but there is. So just hang on to your hope, know that you have purpose and know that you matter. Awesome. That is really well said. And I, I can see you and I know that you mean it from the bottom of your heart. And yeah, like, like you said, I, Whoever's listening, you are loved, you're worthy, you have value. Um, Your life 
is worth and means so much. Um, in the darkest times of your life, even if you're listening to this thinking that it's done, it's not. You have so much more to offer and there's so much more that you can give to this world and you can give to others. Mm-hmm. You know, all it takes is one door and one opportunity and everything's better. Yeah. So with us closing this, is there anybody you want to make a shout out to? Is there anybody you want to just, you know, the floor is yours. Tell them, tell people how to follow you. Tell people how yeah. to, um, you know, get a hold of you if they want to message you. I don't know. Tell tell everybody everything. Um, sure. Side note, uh, how come you don't follow the Just Not Good Enough podcast on Instagram? Uh, calling me out. Do I really not? <laughs> oh my gosh. Don't do that to me. You can see me. I'm opening my phone right now. That's that's wrong. Oh my gosh. That's how that's yeah. like this is how much attention I pay to what's going on on here. But yeah. it's take okay. Care. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna deny it. Um. <laughs> okay, well, if anyone does really is if anyone is interested in what I have going on, um, I will be Miss South Carolina USA until March 4th, 2023. So you can follow the at Miss SC USA page on Instagram. Um, and if you just want to see what I do, because I just piddle around and I'm silly and you know I don't take the internet too seriously. Um, my Instagram is M. And then Bonsley, B-H-O-N-S-L-E. So that's me. Nice. Can we expect any anything coming up? Any exciting events? Any anything you're doing? Are you uh, traveling soon? Are what am I doing? I have so many appearances booked right now. So I'm all over South Carolina. So if you are here, let me know. Always taking appearance requests for anyone nice. in the state. Even out of state. I do out of state appearances as well. But um, no, I'm just finishing out the year and just enjoying it. And I'm trying to make as many memories as I can. And that has, you know, my goal for the rest of the year. And then after March, maybe y'all will see me on TV. I don't know. <laughs> nice. That'd be amazing. Because Christmas is right around the corner, this will be my last question before we sign off. Okay. What is something you want for Christmas? Oh, man. What is something I want for Christmas. Oh. Hmm. Or what is something you know you're getting for Christmas? <laughs> oh gosh. Okay, so I actually am at war with my mom right now cuz she's like, "No, I'm not tell me what you want for Christmas." And I told her, I'm like, "Mom, I have so much stuff. I just don't want another thing." Um so like as far as like an actual gift, maybe like concert tickets? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I love love a concert. Or a trip somewhere would be cool. I am going to Disney World at some point in the new year. So that'll be fun. Um, but I don't know. I really don't have anything that I'm like, I got to have it for Christmas. In true pageant girl form, world peace. Yeah. But- <laughs> okay. Then let me rephrase this. What's the best <laughs> gift you're giving in the servant life you have? Oh, inspiration and motivation to others, especially to young people. Okay. And especially in underserved areas where I'm from or where I've been. Um, yeah. I love giving back to people and letting them know that just going back to what I said earlier, you have a purpose. There's a plan for your life. Go do it. And kind of have my family's, excuse me, kind of how my family has always said, 
get your butt up and go out there and work. You got to put in the work. So yeah. that's, I like to, I like to impart into other people's lives. So that episode just ended with the wonderful, beautiful, amazing Mita Bonsley. And I hope you guys took something from it. So for people that are out there that are suffering from self-doubt and everything they once knew is something that they don't know anymore. It's really hard to um, kind of convince yourself that you can do it after you defeated yourself by saying you can't do it. Words are powerful. The saying is, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never harm me. Like, words harm. Words, words are the first thing that harms. I mean, I can tell you from my own personal life experience, the moment um, you go apply for a job, you're just overqualified and underexperienced. Ah, you know, that was like a stab in the chest. I go and ask a girl out on a, on a date. Hey, would you like to go out with me? No, you ugly. Uh, well, that hurt. You know, um, just anything like words hurt. And I mean, it can be anything from your everyday occurrences where people are just like demeaning towards you, saying your work ethic sucks your car sucks anything you guys know what i'm talking about it's it's an everyday occurrence words hurt and the biggest words that hurt are the ones that are directed towards yourself the ones that you give yourself guys and i mean i mean i'm talking about it you defeat yourself everybody says your own your biggest worst your biggest enemy your worst biggest enemy whatever however you say it guys you know what i'm talking about come on your worst enemy is yourself. And we defeat ourselves before anything even starts. Like, it just happens. And we see this in our episode today where Mita convinced herself that she wasn't good enough. Guys, she won Miss South Carolina. She made it to Miss USA. She's on that stage. And all of a sudden, self-doubt comes in. Anxiety that she hasn't felt before comes in. She starts self-doubting and everything like that and guys it'll tear you apart and plus she even talks about people tearing her down only after she tore herself down and they don't know that that's what she was doing but guys words hurt so if anything you guys get out of today's podcast i hope you guys know that you guys can overcome it just like Mita did and I mean, winning Miss South Carolina USA 2022 is no small feat. That's amazing. It's such an honor. And the fact that she got to compete at Miss USA makes it even better. Like, again, I'm going to drop the statistic because it was said two podcast episodes ago that it's easier for you to have a son that would go play in the Super Bowl than it is to have a daughter compete at Miss USA. Mita was one of the few in the world that got to say and do what she did at Miss USA. Like, guys, that is amazing. So, with overcoming self-doubt, anxiety, um, self-defeat, and everything like that, guys, I just want to leave you with this. You are strong. You are valued. You have worth. And you are loved. And if you didn't listen to anything 
or take in anything from this episode, just know that at the end of the day, no matter what you are doing, is you have to control your thoughts. You have to know and believe in your ability, in yourself, in whatever you're doing, and don't let the negative get to you. Negative words, any words for that matter, that come from you or someone else can really destroy you. Keep strong, keep upright, stand tall, because at the end of the day, you are loved, you have value, you have worth, there is a purpose for your life even though you may not think so. And at the end of the day, we all care about you and keep fighting my mighty champions out there, keep striving, keep going after the goal that you're going for and i hope you like this episode so please like comment subscribe all that fun stuff follow me at the just not good enough podcast on instagram uh that is at jnge podcast and also guys i have a patreon account again i'm gonna shout her out tomomi thank you so much for supporting me I'm going to shout her out probably every episode until I get another uh, supporter. But Tomomi is an amazing person all the way out in Wyoming. And she believes in this podcast, guys. And I hope you guys do, do too. She is amazing. So Tomomi from Japan and living in Wyoming. Domo arigato gozaimasu. Thank you very much for all your support. All right, podcast family. I love you. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays, happy Christmas, season's greetings, happy Hanukkah, um, I, happy Kwanzaa, is that how you say it? Um, or if you don't celebrate any holidays at all, or if I forgot one, guys, I'm sorry. And I just hope you have an amazing, amazing, amazing winter season, New Year's coming around, I'm excited, and alright, love you guys.